0: That's very handsome. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. There are, uh, no, we still probably got, I've got the box right here. I've probably got at least 20 left out of 20, 20. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, March 1st was, was one year. Sure. sure, well, I graduated from East Carolina University uh, back in 2002, and my major was in communication arts, so it was kind of a combination of illustration and graphic design. And to be perfectly honest, when I, I didn't even take art in high school. I did take art my freshman year in high school and didn't take art after that and really wanted to go into broadcasting. I wanted to be the next David Letterman, and I just think that's the stupidest thing ever, but whatever. And so my mom really, really pushed me into art and just felt like if I didn't do something with it, I would regret it later on. So um, luckily, East Carolina had a really strong art program. And I fell in love with graphic design because I liked how cool everybody looked using computers. And I know that sounds so stupid. But it really looked like something out of 24 or some sort of like, I don't know, it just it looked awesome. Everybody had their black uh, Wall Street uh, power books, I guess they were called. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. So got into that and still, I always enjoyed drawing, drew my whole life like doing cartoons, that kind of thing. But I was really afraid that I wouldn't find work drawing cartoons. and graphic design felt like, there was a job for a graphic designer. So did that, uh, graduated, like I said, 2002 with communication arts, graphic design, illustration. Farred around home. I grew up in High Point, so I, uh, High Point, North Carolina. And that's not really a, a hotbed for design, but whatever. It used to be, yes, yes. Well, good. You should (laughs) have waved. So anyway, um, I farted around for about nine to ten months and then finally landed my first real design job in Charlotte, North Carolina and moved to Charlotte, and I have been here ever since. So I worked for a couple design studios here in town for ten years or so, and finally just got to the point where I was, I, I had had children by now uh, in those 10 years. I've got a six-year-old and a, a three-year-old and really started to think about the legacy that I was leaving them. You know, follow your dreams, kids, but then daddy's not really following his dream, that kind of thing. And that, that started to bug me a little bit. And so I had great support from my wife who really really pushed me and just decided that kind of like my mom if i didn't go out on my own and kind of make a name for myself that i was going to regret it later on so um my wife supported me I had a good friend matt uh pushed me as well and, and kind of was a you know a great soundboard. so for anyone out there that is is nervous about going out on their own or, or that kind of thing surround yourself with people that Will tell you the truth and will be honest with you. So um, that's where I am now. Uh, now I'm in this spacious room above my garage uh, where it's really cold in the mornings and really hot in the afternoon. So it's glamorous and I am uh, living the dream. So here we are. Certainly. Well, I think I'm living as an illustrator because I say I'm an illustrator and I think that's what changed. Um, I, I still don't think I'm good enough. I think all of us, I think people who create are always very nervous about being found out. You know, we're, we're always dreadful that one day we're going to be in a meeting or on a conference call and there's going to be some guy that's like, hey, wait a minute. You don't know what you're doing. And then everybody will be like, oh, yeah. And that'll be the end of you. Um, so I still feel that way. And I think I will always feel that way. I, I think when I was younger, that yeah, I, I felt like when I was younger, there would be this plateau or this level that you would reach where I don't know what I was thinking. Was there like some sort of like wizard of illustration or something that unfurled the scroll and it was like, "You have made it. You're an illustrator," and and that was it. And then you like, you are an illustrator, and I never really thought I was good enough, and I wanted it, but I didn't think I was good enough, and um, I think you if you're waiting for someone else. To validate you or if you're waiting someone else to give you value I think you're gonna keep waiting it's never gonna happen if you don't value yourself or if you don't um, have the confidence in yourself or your abilities then no one else is and so I just faked it long enough to where I'm able to you know not be on the street yet so <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Right. Mhm. Sure. Okay. Sure. We- You know, one of the big differences of of going out on your own versus working for a company is when you work for yourself, you've got to feed your family. And so I think that's a huge thing. You know, when I went to work for a company, if I didn't give it 100 percent today, you know, if I only gave it 30 percent or 40 percent, that's not a big deal because I get to come in tomorrow morning and do the same thing. And it's not that big a deal. But, you know, if now that I'm on my own, if I don't come in and do the absolute best I can and prepare myself and, and put myself in a good position to help my clients and to bring in new work, my family doesn't eat. We can't, you know, have this house and I can't have this nice hat and stuff like that. So um, I think that's probably the big thing is that you put all the pressure on yourself to come through for uh, your family, or or even your, you know, if you don't have a family, you come through for yourself, and that's very healthy. I think that's actually a cool thing. I like it personally. Um, it helps focus me, and and um, you know, I, I kind of like uh, having to live by my decisions. Like I, you know, whatever decision I make, I have to deal with the consequences, good or bad, and I like that. And so, uh, I guess that's how I stay fresh. Is I don't, you know, want to go hungry. <laughs> Well, whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Sure. Uh, It is. All right, well, wait a minute. How does this computer work? (laughs) Sorry. So does that work? I just put it on. Can everybody see that? Yes? No? Oh, interesting. I got you. Well, I just got a computer for the first time today, so this is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so this is the this is the room above the garage. Um, I I made it black and white because I wanted it to look less cluttery. Um, but it's you know if anybody's ever seen the TV show Hoarders, it's one step below that. Um. The uh, I, I've got a lot of toys. Um, I, I kept everything when I was a kid. And so a lot of my toys are stuff that I had when I was younger. I buy a lot of toys. Um, there's a little Lego dude. Uh, and it's great that I have kids because now I have an excuse to buy more toys. Um, but to me, I think that it's very important to like what you like. What I I mean by that is when you were a kid, you liked something just because you liked it. And as you get older, sometimes you like things because it's the cool thing to like. Or, well, it's what the guys at the office like, so I should like it too, that kind of thing. And I like to have all the toys from when I was a kid and all the comics and all the stuff because... It helps me to remember what i really really liked and what i wanted to be when i grow up and i feel like if you if you remember that and you keep true to that it shows up in your work and it shows up as as who you are and it it kind of lets down the guard and you know i'm a huge fat nerd this is who i am and i i think that that helps me in uh dealing with clients i think uh, clients who are also into this stuff—you've already got that language—and um, so it, uh, you know, it really helps. Um, so yeah, my studio is full of toys and comics and um, junk on the wall that I've drawn and and pictures that my children have drawn, and um, you know, it's definitely not cool. It's just—it really is junky. And that picture is really clean. I mean, there were like socks in the way, and what—it's well, not very good. It's not very glamorous. I'll have the glamour office one day. When you have kids that that live basically in the studio with you, there's no point in keeping it cool. So, um, but all the all the toys are played with all the time. They're ransacked. They're you know, it looks like a hot jumbled mess because it really is. Um, but I would say that for people who want to, uh, who are freelancing or who are moonlighting it really really helps to have your own space When you, I've got a few friends that really really struggle with finding space to work whether it's a corner of their room or you know it's 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 a space that's not necessarily designated for work and it's it's hard to get into that routine and it's nice to have a space that's closed off that I can come in and say this is where I do my work and that that kind of thing. So um, the kind of equipment I have, I don't know if you can see from some of those photos. There's some of my vine puppet things that I make. I love making weird stuff. I don't know why. It's just I just I guess I do it to relieve stress. I don't know. But anyway, uh, the kind of stuff I have. I've got a uh, an iMac, um, 24 inch or 27 inch. I don't know whatever the big one is. Um, I do have a, a PowerBook or what MacBook Pro. I don't know, I wish they would keep all the names the same, I call it the power book, so whatever, I'm old, uh, we've got a couple of iPads, I do a lot of uh, iOS development, so we've got a couple of iPads floating around, um, and then I've got a big honking table that I just got behind me, which is, I don't know if you can see, it. let's see if we move the camera, so it's like a big battleship, look at all the junk on it, it was really cool, like three days ago, and now it's whatever the clutter is taking over um but yeah i I got that because i was tired of drawing uh moving my keyboard and and drawing and then having to move everything back so I, i wanted to get a really nice drawing table and um you know draw there so uh it really depends on what the job is um I'm, I'm working on a project now that requires a lot more hand-done stuff that will then be cleaned up in the computer. So right now I'm drawing a lot more. So it's really nice to have that space. Um, I don't really keep track of how much I'm drawing versus how much I'm doing work on the computer. It's kind of a um, whatever fits the project I'm on, if that makes sense. I'm not really cognizant of well I I drew a lot today. That's great. I just I kind of keep everything uh as a as a flow this is really informative people isn't it (laughs) yes i've got a i i do have a ton of books um and that picture is not exactly fair it's actually just one shot that i cropped into three different views to make it look like it was bigger than it really is um just because the studio is so junky but um i do have a lot of books um I like collecting books. I think a lot of creative people like books. Um, They're just, sometimes you have to break away and, you know, go read, go look at pictures, keep that flow going, keep that flow of information going. Um, So I do a lot of, uh, I collect a lot of Disney books. I like Disney stuff. Um, Comics, art of, so if a movie thing, you know, a movie comes out with an art of book, I'll collect that. Um, I've got a lot of my uh, college training was uh, more fine arts oriented, so I actually have a lot of uh, fine arts stuff uh, I'm not very educated with it. So don't don't ask me to like what's your favorite artist because Leonardo Raphael Donatello and Michelangelo. Those are my four favorite artists <laughs> um, But yeah, I think books are really important and and I love books Mm-hmm. certainly well one of the things i did when i went out on my own um and for anyone that wants to go and you know full time you'll need kind of you'll either need a pot of money or you'll need a pot of clients um some bigger contracts that allow you to float because it does take a little while uh you know once you go out on your own uh to kind of get the ball rolling and if you have a family, it takes a little bit longer. You know, you're know, you not getting that paycheck anymore. You're basically managing a, a pile of money. So one of the first things that I did when I went out is, is to buy a mailing list. And um, there are several different companies you can use to buy mailing lists. I think we used Constant Contact, I think. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, there's, there's several out there. So we bought a mailing list. Uh, we began to piece together Uh, People that we wanted to go after so we began to research through LinkedIn and Facebook and and Twitter and Everything put together a mailing list to target specific companies that had Clients and products that we wanted to illustrate for so we came up with a a promo mailer and You know what in the grand scheme of things. uh, I think for this postcard mailer. We ended up doing six Postcards 500 each so we sent out uh, six postcards over a month, probably about eight-month span, uh, to 500 people, and I think probably in the grand scheme of things, it, gosh, it may have been probably between three to five grand, and that might sound like a lot, but it's an investment, and you know, you 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 need those promos, you need that investment to kind of get the ball rolling and to get your name out there, and and You know, just having a website is not going to do it. So we wanted to come up with something or I wanted to come up with something um, that kind of summed up what I was interested in. And I love drawing monsters and I love drawing vehicles. So um, that's pretty much it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I, we we did it. Um, I want to say probably once every four weeks. Um. And that was pretty much it, you know, coming from that world, you know, remember I was a designer for 10 years. And so I had a lot of vendors uh, advertising to me and I always hated people that, you know, and and everybody's different, but I always hated it when I would get bombarded with either, you know, email blasts that didn't say anything or, hey, look at this pretty picture. And here's a link to my website and I, whatever, I'm not interested. And, you know, that, that is me. Just my opinion, but I, I didn't. I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to send out something very targeted and very specific. Um, and again, you have to realize when you do that, you know, 500 is a very small number. That is a extremely small number. And if you get a two percent return on a promo, that's a really, really good return. So you guys got to think about 500 people, and if only you know if. If one person says, hey, I got your promo, this looks great, then it's been a very successful promo. So kind of like what you said, you have to cast out a lot of nets. So we had the, the, the promo mailer going out, and we had, uh, you know, my website, we're on um, Dribble, Twitter, Facebook, all these things, because you never know, how, you know, who, how you're going to bring someone in. And it's always the weirdest stuff where I hear, you know, How people found me or where they came from it's never what I thought you know it was gonna be so yeah that would be that would be my recommendation is you you really you can't get discouraged if no one no one contacts you you really have to keep going Right. Hmm. Sure. It's just it's just another website. Um, it's not going to hurt for you to put work on there, but if that's your only, you know, if you put all of your value on one site, it doesn't matter what it is you're gonna be disappointed. I think you're gonna be really, really frustrated. So I wouldn't, the the issue with Dribbble is I wouldn't put a whole whole lot of stock in what other people find valuable on that site. Um, You know, I think it's a fine site. I think it's great, but it's not everything. It should be probably less than 20% of whatever your marketing plan is. My marketing plan is the internet, so I don't, you know, (laughs) but yeah, so that's, I guess that's my opinion. Right. certainly, right, right. <laughs> Six seconds. Sure. Mm-hmm. hmm Yep. I drove a train when I was in, uh, my summer job when I was in college As I drove a little train at a playground. So there you go. That was the best job I ever had, man. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, The cool thing about monsters is there's really no way you can't you can't really screw up a monster, you know There's no rule that says a monster has to have two eyeballs and a nose and that kind of thing So to me, it's 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 great to explore textures and kind of funky shapes and um, different color combinations and scale and personalities because you're not really worried about drawing people or drawing horses or something very specific monsters are are perfect for just experimenting and you know it's it's a great way for me I like personality and I like humor and so drawing monsters is a really quick way for me to kind of get that out of my system so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was uh, a series of um, animated videos for CASIS. For people um, who may not know, I, quite honestly, I'm not sure I really understand either. So NASA runs the space station, but no CASIS runs the space station. So somehow CASIS and NASA work together to run the space station or whatever. I don't know. But uh, so they launched a new website where they had these little series of educational videos, and they needed this character to be very, very simple so that they could uh, animate him very quickly. So I came up with basically, uh, it's a thumb with a face. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Ed Emberley, but that's kind of where I got the idea from. So these are just uh, spot illustrations that were used. Uh, Another animator would then take my vector drawings and then animate them out. Um, And then I think there's another slide that shows a bunch of space junk. There we go. All the different props and stuff. And anyone who's, um, at least in my experience, if you really want bigger projects or bigger illustration projects, you have to be able to show a, a range within a, a project. So you can't just draw a cat. The cat has to be driving a car and there has to be a background and he has to be doing something and there has to be all these props and everything has to be within one style. And I think if you can show that, if you can demonstrate that you can kind of create an entire world in one style, you're going to begin to land bigger and bigger projects. Um, you know and that's kind of what I've just learned through trial and error. I kept waiting to get bigger projects and couldn't quite figure out you know why I wasn't getting them and I think the the lesson that I have learned over the years is you will be hired based on the work that you show, not based on the work that you want to do and um, I think people are really only interested in, in what you can do for them, and so if they can't see that you can handle a bigger world, then they're not going to give you a project that requires you to draw a bigger world. But once they see, oh, you know, he can draw uh, characters in a scene, in a setting, doing things with props, and it all looks cohesive, they have a lot more confidence, and they know what they're getting. They kind of, you know, they trust you to, to build these things out, and... Um, So I think this this work for cases kind of uh, is an example of that It just mm, It'll depend it'll depend on budget it'll depend on time it'll depend on what the client wants, um, for this particular project with the space stuff, it was all done uh, in vector. There was very little drawing done. It was uh, We had uh, very little time to get all this stuff put together. So, you know, if you've got a very limited schedule and you go back to the client with, look at these beautifully rendered pencil drawings, there's not much value to them there. They want to see, you know, pretty much here's the initial concept and, oh, yes, it's also final production art. So... You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm terrible with names. I've got all my books over there. I, um, Gosh, let me see. Oh, here's one right here. Let me see if I can grab this one. This uh, Charlie Harper is amazing. This is uh, what's this one called? An Illustrated Life. Um, this is this is a guy who pretty much can draw anything, and again, is one of those illustrators that can. Here's the, here's the book. Sorry, he's one of those guys that can that can create anything and and create these worlds all in one coherent style, and um, I, I get a lot of. Um, inspiration from him um gosh i wish he hadn't put me on the spot i should have written this down if i were like more organized i would have written this stuff down (laughs) sure okay sure i'll have to go to my I'll have to go to my library and gather names. I feel lame that I could only do like one name from this book that's sitting right next to me, but whatever. <laughs> mm. Oh, I haven't seen those. That's cool. What's the name? And those are drawn on ripped. Sure and then turns it into something very cool definitely definitely. Really. eric carl yep Un- certainly mm-hmm. a lot of times uh i've got a friend matt who i we talk probably every day, and, and he and I kind of have a very similar sense of humor. He's very good at, at naming characters, and a lot of times I'll just throw him a personality, and he'll kick back a name, and it's perfect. So he actually named Barry Bones, and um, I can't remember what the other characters are called. Isn't that terrible? But, you know, but uh, yeah, we like, we like Barry. But, yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll go to him a lot of times. A lot of times you just kind of will watch a show or watch a movie and and there'll be a funny name and you'll write it down and want to use it later. So there's not much science to it. Go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. You go ahead. I don't know. (laughs) How we. Yeah, I think think a lot of. Oh, I mean, I just I think that's why you need to keep multiple sketchbooks kind of scattered around. You never know when an idea is going to hit But yeah, I mean, I'll just come up with silly things. I've got um, Text edit documents where I'll just write something really really quickly something that just is funny Um, A lot of times I have Netflix going while I'm drawing